0: Welcome back to another episode of Zero Lift. You're here with Ryan, Lenny, oh, and John. So tired. Not even going to yell this time. <laughs> well, this week we're talking about why good tracks are always in the middle of nowhere. UTRs dominate true. everywhere, apparently. And Lenny runs a game about a car that was made by one and sold by others. So that's what we're talking about this week on uh, Zero Lift. Let's talk about what we've uh, done in the past week. John, why don't you lead us off?
1: Uh, sure, yeah. So I got some new two-piece rotors for the
2: Skyline. The old ones were starting Done. to... I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. What? But I just got to say, did Max Verstappen open the steering angle or not on the F1 race this weekend?
1: I'm so offended right now. <laughs> I don't... <laughs>
2: I, just,
1: <laughs> I can't believe I,
2: I, I had to have a Kanye West one with there I'm sorry man we have to talk about I just got one, at least for a little bit right there I just got yayed yeah. out
0: hey John should I call you Eat. Swift from now on
1: I Johnny Swift I, Yeah. Hate, haters gonna hate 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 hate
2: <laughs>
0: uh, Max Verstappen did not
2: I don't know it looked, it looked pretty naughty to me was I was clean look. The long camera, the long helicopter camera angle kind of um, showed that, I don't know, he kind of opened it up a little bit there. No, Look, You got away with it, though, so that's Look, all that's important.
1: You guys know I don't like Max, and I don't like him even more because you guys like him. Oh, perfect. I'm tired. I'm cranky. <laughs> I'm drinking some Polish vodka. <laughs> so, crash, stab, and open
2: the wheel.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: jeez. <laughs> ah. How you, like, you how you like, like me on now? That. I'll call sign on that. You know what? I'm I'm a I'm a Max fan from, from his first race uh in the in a rebel car. But I'll say that he probably opened that up a little bit there. But he got away with it. So that's all Like that's all that matters. It's good racing. Uh we all know Lulu does that sometimes. I'm gonna say.
1: Th- I'm gonna say this. The rivalry between Max and Lulu has gotten bitter this year to an extent that I don't I don't think we've seen an F one rivalry like this in a long time. It's been a fantastic year. And I love it. I'm
0: here for all of it. So Yeah. That's that's all I gotta race, say. Race one in Bahrain, it's been spicy meatballs, man. Yep. It's been fantastic. And uh I honestly I think between them two it's very subtle because of who they are. It's the fans that are just out there, man. Well, I don't – dude, they've yeah. got – it's gotten – I think it's gotten contentious this season. It's so subtle and, like, f the though. It's so yeah. subtle and f one It's way different than, like, an NBA beef or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's yeah, It's just totally different, you know what I mean? Or, or, like, a rap beef. It's just really subtle, sneaky little stuff. But I don't think uh, they've been um, – yeah. I think the past, you know, all these
1: last few seasons, they've just been, like – I mean, the rivals because they're on opposing teams, but it's just been straight professional. Like, hey, we're here to race on Sunday. See you later. And this mm-hmm. season, it's gotten a little personal, and I love it. I'm all about it.
2: Yeah,
0: three in races the, to go.
2: In the post-race conference, it seemed, uh, when asked if he's enjoying it, Lewis was particularly to say, yeah, he's loving the hell out of it right now. Of course, and, he just won. Yeah, And, and more to Max and his robotic ways, as John likes to say, he was more like, uh, yeah, you know, I would all love to win, but you know, when, when it's like that, I, I did enjoy it. I think, I think, <laughs> Hey, I think one of the hottest takes though was, um, did you guys
1: see what, was it Norris said about Lulu for his sprint race performance? Oh, oh no, I didn't. I didn't. He said, uh, to go 15 places in 24 laps, he should have to race with like a third with only three wheels on the car or something he's honestly on a different level from the rest of us wow yeah high praise except for what did lewis
0: say about checo in mexico it's the uh it's the car not the driver oh that's 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 what he said that's not fair (laughs) that's not fair and not about checo That's what I'm saying because everybody's calling out Lewis, saying, "Oh, it's it's not Lewis, it's the car." Well, yeah, it's the car, Lewis. Only when you you know it's anybody but you. Anyway, so that's uh, F1 stuff, John. I I really want to know about what you did to your car, though. What? Uh, let's get back to that um, before we move on to what Lenny did this week. Look,
1: I'm gonna do this really quickly because, like, if we had a zero lift drinking game, it would be every time you say GTR, you take a shot, and oh, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> done.
0: Uh, I already said it once, so keep on going. Okay,
1: so my GTR had a set of Alcon big brake kit on the front. The Alcon kit is kind of archaic and hard to get parts for. Uh, replacement rotor rings for the two-piece rotors from Alcon are six hundred dollars each ring, which means to replace the front brakes would be twelve hundred bucks. Um, I found a company Z1 Motorsports selling, I believe, their originally StopTech brand rotors, um, for 600 for the pair, including hats, which means that the replacement rings would be 300 for the pair. Um, so I ordered a set to see if I could make them fit. And I didn't know if they would work with the Alcon calipers and brackets I had. And those calipers are super nice. And I wanted to keep them. Um, I was able to shim the caliper brackets with a couple washers and make it fit and, I don't – that's – shimming a caliper bracket isn't even really a hood rat mod either. Um, <laughs> that, you know, Good ingenuity that, right there. Yeah, wow. there's some there's some stuff you can do to brakes that are really like, ah, that's sketch. But I'll do. <laughs> But when, yeah, when I lined them up, it was just a, a smidge off on the bolt holes and uh, like just a couple washers between the bracket and the knuckle which isn't the highest stress part of that. Um, it's nothing. Yeah, and everything lined up. And so, yeah, I've got – because those rings had started to wear grooves in them, and so they're just hard to source. Um, So, yeah, so I got new – I got some Feroto DS2500 pads. um, Cool. And uh, and new rings. And I think I'm going to go to the Feroto ecosystem because you can put track pads – and Ferodo guarantees that there's no rebedding required even if you go from their street pads to their hyper race pads. So that's really nice, right? Like you don't have a you don't have to do like a couple laps where you're just smoking brakes to get them rebedded in or return it to daily driving duty. It's just a, and the calipers I have, you pull out a pin and the
0: pads come right out. So it's a 5 second change. Anyway, so that's what I did Well, I, I took two things out of that. One, you got a some rings and some nice hats for a cheaper rate, and uh, also, uh, you know, I could tell you what to do with a guarantee because Tommy Boy came to head there with the guarantee. Uh, <laughs> but pretty cool, pretty cool. That you got a good, uh, good upgrade on your brakes there. Uh, and then what I did really uh, back to F1, I guess, Watched the race, and then we did uh, our lap times in Interlagos ourselves, two of us on a sim, one of us on a controller. Uh, <laughs> we, de- we decided it's to go interesting in the-
2: that you have to make that distinction
0: we do because for some reason you keep beating us and i think there's <laughs> some sort of cheese going on here um we yeah, decided to go in the wets up. and as per usual we have lenny with uh p1 me with p2 and john with p3 okay that's not usual okay and i'm just gonna say that i
1: did not spend- the data
0: says otherwise i did the not data says
1: otherwise i did not spend enough time on that I full disclosure, not car related. I have a full flight SIM set up on the SIM rig. And I went so like way (laughs) deeper off the reservation than you ever want to go learning how to fly an F-18 and trying to map controls. And like, like I feel guilty because I haven't spent enough time doing car stuff. I haven't spent enough time doing car stuff because I got so deep. And then like, World War II planes caught my interest and that took a whole day and a half. Spirals yeah. spirals. I Ryan, regardless, can, can you
0: can you tell us what the regardless, gap is, for regardless our is still P three. Uh yeah, can you what's the gap there? What the gap oh, so is? Yeah, put it all put it all up Look, there. I got yes. a one twenty one. So, it's in the wet. I got a one twenty one. It's in the wet. Uh I got a one twenty point nine four three and Lenny came in here spanking a 119.576, uh, because he's yeah, a naughty yeah, ye. boy.
1: Linny's, uh, time, so,
0: Linny's time is proper
1: blistering. I'll, I'll give, you that. I'll give it, you that. I don't know how I guess it does it. I thought it was it, dirty.
2: It, it was a hell, a hell of a way to get there. <laughs> let me tell you. Wow. Yeah, probably straight the through Senate, the Senate as,
0: asses. Straight through. Almost. The, almost. almost. That's, that's where my time is, man. I got to figure out how to get through the Senate I, asses. I would be really interested in the wet. That's I would the only
1: be wet. really interested to compare our times on like another sim that has F1, like Project Cars or Automobilista. Oh started. yeah, because mm-hmm. when I play a different sim besides the F1 game, I drift the f out of the F1 cars, and I cannot catch slides in the F1 game.
2: Well, I, I don't know what it get, is supposed to be able to drift an F1 car. Just get GT7 so. ah. when it comes out,
0: guys. Just get GT7. <laughs> They've got F1 and GT7 that'll work so besides f1 and stuff lenny let's bring it to you you are the meat and potatoes of why this episode is what it is today and uh so why don't you tell us about your weekend and uh well going fast around circuits clearly you're the best at it with a controller mind you Uh, so what uh what did you do on friday
2: Uh, i went to my first time attack event in a very long uh very long time so I was not driving as I usually would be. I went down to Buttonwillow, California Raceway. Got an invite. Got an invite from a friend of mine, old Army friend. Shout out to Jared. Uh, his buddy Stephen uh was racing in Evo Ten. Do you know what an Evo Ten is, Ryan? If I say Evo Ten, it's not. I don't know the chassis, so maybe uh, John could. Uh,
0: not a not a clue. Is that a yeah, the Mitsubishi
2: Mitsubishi A- Lan- yeah. Mitsubishi uh Lancer
1: uh, Okay. I've never been an Evo um, guy so I don't know the actual codes. It's the 10th generation of Evo and the last one for that matter.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, we were uh he was down there at Button willow Raceway um racing in the Global Time Attack event, it was the final round, it was the USA final round. Uh just after SEMA had concluded last week in, uh, Las Vegas. So there was a lot of show cars or a lot of race builds that were being shown over there in the SEMA event that were now strutting their stuff out on the track. So that was cool to see as well. Uh, that was a surprise. I kind of walked into that blind there. It was fun. Uh, I got there on Friday night and, uh, unfortunately seemed like, uh, one of the flywheel boats had uh, come loose on the Evo. And so I got—I rolled up to our RV campsite, and uh, the transmission was out, and everything was apart. And I was like, whoa, what's going on? We're racing tomorrow. And so we were burning the midnight oil from the get-go. Wild. So I,
1: I feel like I want to hijack for just a second because I feel like it uh, would be prudent of us. Take it back, Johnny Swift. Take it back, Johnny Swift. For the listeners real quick. So time attack is a style of racing. Generally, racing falls in two disciplines, wheel to wheel, which is what you're probably used to seeing, which is a bunch of cars on the track duking it out. And it actually doesn't matter how fast they go around the track. All that matters is who crosses the finish line first. Time attack is a different style of racing where there's, One car on the track, or there might be multiple cars on the track, but they're staged so as to not interact with one another. And they are racing the clock. So it's, you know, you get a certain number of heats or trials or whatever, and it's whoever clocks the fastest lap time at the end of the day. So a time attack race is essentially like qualifying in Formula One or a wheel-to-wheel racing discipline. And there's various types. Uh, The Isle of Man TT is a very famous time attack in Motorcycle World. WRC Rally Racing is a time attack format race. Um, I said, I found out something that I've been doing wrong my whole life. I've been, yeah, I've been referring to time attack circuit racing as WTAC, World Time Attack Challenge. That is strictly an event in Australia. Ah, yeah yes. i also
0: found that i out learned both of y'all yes yeah so okay yeah. so let's sidebar let's sidebar here a little bit even more than so on the time attack stuff me but knowing nothing i went down the google train and uh youtube uh and found out that really everything stems from a racetrack that uh, you two are very fond of and i've become very fond of and that's scuba and uh all of this started in Japan. Uh, basically around a rather nondescript 1.27 mile scuba circuit, and the original uh, time attack originated sometime around 1994, which blows my mind that like time attack around circuits, which just was not a thing until the 90s. Like that's just you know wild to me. You know, I want our listeners to understand that it's not that we're just
1: like super weeb Japanophiles. It's that Japan is actually. <laughs> Japan's actually very important, right? Like, Japan's yeah. very important to motorsports. Like, modern yeah. time attack as we know it originated in Japan. I love all, and I've owned all nationalities. I think I have I have like five or six nationalities represented in my garage right now. But, yeah, Japan... Fucking matters when it comes to motorsports, so that's why there is a little bit of a Japan
2: slant on this podcast. Yeah, I, I I could see like some Japan dudes in a in the rice fields out there by scuba one day being like, you know, all all these you know proper race cars and F1 cars that they're watching or you know probably listening to on the radio or, or what have you, whatever your, their medium at the time, are like they're putting down all these lap records, but it's only during the race. What if we just made a competition to see who could drive the fastest at all times? Like, that's strictly it. It's like it's just a strict yeah. discipline, and it's so Japanese. I would, I would say it's, it's like a very Japanese mentality to have that much of a strict discipline. To it's one so thing,
0: bizarre, though, because, like, again, being that I came to this through video games, time attack and time trial has, like, always been a thing to me. So, like, finding out that yeah. it hasn't just been around forever... It's so bizarre. But again, where do most of your video games are Japan.
1: Well, I will like, say yeah. I will
0: say this, Ryan. Time
1: attack as a racing discipline
0: has been around for a
1: long time. Okay. okay. But it's been under the guise of certain types of racing, like WRC, right? Since like you were saying the, like rally. Yeah. Okay. So rally's always been time attack format there have always been big deal time attack style races like the Isle of Man TT for motorcycles is that's old super old and it's always been that's a time started attack honda but yeah. yeah you're right in that time attack as a event like a like a routine like we're going to go to the track on the weekend and we're going to do a time attack as opposed to a wheel to wheel race that is mm-hmm. a pretty That is a pretty young discipline that, as you said, got its roots in Japan. And that's, uh, I love what the time attack world is today because it's not the most accessible type of racing, but it creates some weird psychotic car builds. And we'll dig into that. But yeah. that's yeah. what I would,
0: I would have to
2: say is something I've realized this past weekend. The big difference between time attack in Japan and something like the global time attack here uh, in the US uh, is just the Japanese events have always been, have more of like a humble touch to them. Like no one's, and I say that with respect, I don't mean to say anything about the opulence of America or et cetera, what have you, yada, yada. But like in Japan at like huge time attack events, dudes would still maybe drive their race cars to the track and drive them home if they were able to. Whereas yeah. you know, everybody in in well, I saw this weekend. Well, and there's nothing was, wrong with that. And I'm not saying anything about trailer queens, yada yada, but that's everybody's trailer there. Right? There was there was big money behind every car there. You
0: know? The big thing that started off too, uh the first event was won by R thirty two GTR. Drink. Um with a one Make a shot. One right <laughs> Drank one eighty five lap time, which is given to uh Tarzan Yamada, who has won a copious amount of these well, across all of them.
1: I want to point something out with that though, is that you know motorsports in general has progressed a lot because yeah, that's the mid 90s and he got a minute flat, right? One minute right. 0.85. When we went to scuba in Japan, our buddy Ken, I think, got like a 107 in a not prepped up uh, GC8 Scoob, right? With probably mm-hmm. far less power than that GTR he had. So he's seven seconds off in his car that he drives every day. And we saw guys there that were in the high fifties. So yeah, um, that
2: was the lack. Car record. does. I think my car does. Uh, did 109, 108, something around Scooba. Current yeah.
0: record is 53. Point five eight nine.
2: Right, but I'm just saying that like
1: when that one minute lap was set, that was like the world record of that track at the time. Autosport has right, come a right. long way. Like a one minute, absolutely, one minute is absolutely fast, but it is not unheard of today at scuba at all by any means. Um, I think Johnny, our, another friend of ours, I think Johnny might have hit one minute flat. In his, so I don't think he
2: ever this drove is, scuba. He was more of a Fuji mm, Speedway dude. Okay, he, he hit underneath two minutes on Fuji.
1: That's right. He was sub For two
2: sure. on Fuji. Sorry, I'm sidetracked. Yeah, uh, and his 35.
0: So this is, and this is interesting. And John, you're talking about modern cars versus the older cars, but the, there's actually a car in 2001. uh HKS unleashed its Track Attack uh Talza wrong on saying that Alteza yeah. it was a uh, and it was an unassuming Toyota sedan codenamed the TRB01 or scuba record breaker version one which I love Uh, that name
1: that's the best name for a car ever
0: awesome name carbon fiber wide-bodied cantilever suspended beast that was more super GT machine than time attacker the car ran a 55.8 scuba lap time shattering the old record however the JDM tuner community felt the car was too far removed from time attack's humble roots and the car was stricken from the record, so that <laughs> yeah, tells you the
2: strict discipline
0: of you know exactly keeping it so, real. It's very cool. And so, like, basically, this continues on from Japanese culture. Um, you then have it come to America as well as the UK, and then eventually it picks up what John was calling it forever since 2010, which is the <laughs> time attack challenge. Um <laughs> Which that so, was
1: that was started in Australia. Um, I can't remember. What's the track they run in Australia? Uh, Bathurst, I think. Bathurst, yeah. So, yeah. That, it, awesome it's, track as well. It, so, that's not a series. That's an event. And they do it once a year. Eastern
0: Creek Raceways where they run near Sydney. But it got.
1: Oh, big. Yeah, Sorry. Oh, well, I'm messing up. I'm thinking of a different race. My bad. But it got yeah. big. It got real big. And then I remember being in high school and the red line. Redline Oil Time Attack Challenge got popular, and then Global Time Attack. So those are the two competing major players in the States, is Redline and Global. However, see, I
2: I remember it a different way. How's that? Super Street and Import Tuner back in the magazine days. So this is early 2000s. Uh, Right after SEMA, they would have... A time attack, sh- it was called the Tuner Shootout Challenge or the Time Attack Tuner Shootout Challenge. And I think, it was out at, at Bun Willow.
1: I think that was. I would the, remember
2: a bunch of SEMA builds would come out, and it was the week after SEMA, and yeah. they would race it like a I time think, attack. And and there was a bunch of SEMA builds out there this weekend.
1: No, I think but, that um, was out. I think that was. I think those events you're talking about were the stuff that mm-hmm. p- was the precursor for the Redline series. Oh, like they were doing that, and it gained a little momentum, and then Redline Oil was like, "Yo, we'll put some cash behind this,"
2: and they made it like their oh, own then series. It, and now it's morphed into Global Time Attack. Oh, that's well, that's no, no, so I, so yeah. Global
1: Time Attack and Redline are two competing events. I actually I actually researched well, to it a little this bit. day. I
2: didn't know that. Yeah.
1: So, well, here's the funny thing. I don't think the Redline Time Attack thing is running, and I spent about an hour looking for it and the last. Their Instagram, the last post was 2018. Uh, mm. The last rules post they posted was 2019, and the last like news post they posted was 2014. So, in typical motorsports industry fashion, their web presence is totally behind the times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't think I don't. I think the red line might have shut down for COVID. And they have just not... never got
2: back up yet.
1: Yeah, but they haven't even released a press release like naming intentions. Now, mm-hmm. on the flip side, Global Time Attack is active and they're doing stuff. So, mm-hmm. if you're in the U.S. and you want to do Time Attack, uh, GTC is your baby. GT, it's called GTA.
2: Excuse me, GTA, GTA, not Global Time yeah, Attack. So back to this weekend. Yeah. They're uh at the GTA I guess it's Saturday final round
1: please take a Saturday
2: through. uh Saturday f- I wake up to we all wake up to heavy heavy fog this fog didn't lift until like ten thirty bro so- those
1: those pictures you sent us was like that Stephen King movie like that yeah. was
0: <laughs> They're pretty cool yeah, so, so check again, them out on gave our gave me- Instagram
2: yeah, check out on their Instagram uh I posted a bunch of pictures to the story but I'll post some more pictures. The says, Fog and, and the happy uh, Podcast. Yep. So that uh, it gave me some time to do sort of like a Martin Brundle gridwalk, take some pictures, play photog, or fake photog with my iPhone. That's basically all I did with those pictures. Um, but it was cool. I checked out everybody's cars, um, ran into the HKS Group A R32 GTR. Take a shot. So dope. The actual so HKS one, like uh, that it uh, was here from CMA. I was doing a demo. It was on, on a demo weekend and oh, wait. so I saw that run. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you, that was the car? That's not like a repro.
1: No, that's not a replica. It's it's the car. I wow. am so aroused right now, I can't deal with it.
2: <laughs> I sat in it. I don't
0: so, know what the big deal is here. Look, okay,
1: what, y'all, anybody anybody that's played Gran Turismo? We're talking about the
2: eight, had
1: the HKS livery, the old We're talking HKS about we're spoiler. talking about the black car with the black car with the purple and like the teal green Yeah, mm-hmm. OG JDM, whatever other hashtag. Center lock, fat five wheels. Such a sick car. Uh seven that, seven and a half amazing. degrees
2: of negative camber Ryan, in front. This
1: this car was setting records in the nineties <laughs> and like it wasn't a car that was built to look like it. The actual car showed up.
0: Wow. That's I was wondering what car that was. That car is absolutely sick. Wow. And so I talked to the very nice
2: Japanese HKS manager who was tending to the car, me and my wife, for a few uh thirty minutes or so. Were you <laughs> like so, were you like kakwine <laughs> Oh yeah, I was totally out. <laughs> yeah. I I was like uh is it okay if I take pictures went up to the car? Then like two seconds later was like, is it okay if I sit in it? And then he's like, uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. I was already at the door. Wow. wow. <laughs> it, was it was pretty, pretty awesome experience. Did you fan um, did you all over inside him. of it? Yeah. I fanboyed all over it.
0: Oh yeah, uh, really- man. I, I feel like th- that's, that's yeah, that's sick, dude. Very cool. So uh, that's probably what, is that? Like your top favorite car you saw this weekend? Oh, no. Wow. Okay. It's It's top three, though. Top three. Okay. What's the other two?
2: Uh, So there was this twin turbo C5 vet, and its racing number was 187. So it's definitely a killer. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, it it was in the uh, ET1 class. So it was in the top class competition class and it was flying through Belt and willow like it damn near had its wing could definitely help it take off the <laughs> runway was, fa- was far enough uh, big enough but like oof man and i uh on sunday i took a look at it underneath the car it had like a flat bottom uh wow. suspension was totally outrageous I don't know how so, they're able to keep all that power down and be able to so hold on. the sub-minute lap time that they were. For the
1: listeners, real quick, while you're talking about this crazy vet, so a time attack car, what makes the time attack cars time attack cars is they're all based off production vehicles. So it's like a car that you and I could go buy. And then the rules for modification, there's various classes and they allow more and more as you go up. But the minimum class is really liberal with rules. And that is why time attack cars are generally more psychotic than any other race car that you'll see that's based on a production vehicle. So like the lowest time attack vehicle rules is there's no limit to engine modifications. It just has to have the same number of cylinders that the factory engine has and the engine has to be made by the same company. So mm-hmm. you can technically swap anything that has the same number of cylinders. And beyond that, you can do whatever the F you want. Um, and then generally, it's tire size and Tire compound. Tire tri- size and compound and aerodynamics that separate the low classes from the high classes and then also pro driver or amateur driver. Yep. Um, yeah,
2: yeah. So, like, um, Steven Truick, my new best friend, uh, he was driving the Evo 10. Go check him out on Instagram, Steven underscore Truick, T R A V I C K. Um, his Evo 10, uh, his class was limited to uh, the tire size and the specific tire, so he could only run the Yokohama Advent, uh, oh, 05- five. Oh five, five O's, oh, five O's or something. Uh, drags, drag slicks. Sorry for messing that up. Um, but that was the only limitation to his class. Whereas I think the unlimited class that the Corvette was in, like you could do whatever you want as long as it was on the factory body. Right. And so there was a, <laughs> a rabbit, there was a rabbit out there with the a K24, a Volkswagen? With the turbo, the, yeah, the K24 <laughs> wow. Honda engine. With a K twenty four Honda engine with a turbo strapped onto it. I'm clapping the size right. Size of now. my torso. I love it. Right. There was uh, a lot of K twenty four swaps actually, is now that I think about it. There was a prelude with it with a turbo K twenty four. There was a Lotus with a with a NA K twenty four that revved to the moon. It sounded amazing. There was uh twenty four Porsche. K twenty four is a four cylinder Honda motor. Nissan. Wait. KA24 a or a 24 KA24. Yeah, that's a Nissan engine. Oh, wait, no, the Honda motor is what I'm talking about, the K24. Right? Are we are we Yes. Okay, the K Yeah, this is
1: confusing. K24 is Honda, <laughs> KA24 is Nissan. <laughs>
2: yeah, so I was right the first time. Yeah. yeah the you're The K24, right. the Honda engine.
0: Indeed. Okay, and that F series is found in the H uh, two Honda S two thousand. Okay,
1: Ryan sitting so here I would say that looking at
0: Edmunds like, reviews. <laughs> I'm looking at Wikipedia. First thing I always do is go to Wiki. Man, that's that's the go to. The
2: amateur comp pro comp level, I would say there was a lot of K twenty four. So what you're and, telling me is I could outside. put a K
0: twenty four in my Honda Odyssey and go do uh, global time attack.
2: You could hit uh, like a thousand horsepower in those cars. I think now. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. No lie. It's crazy. Yeah. There was a bunch of NSXs. There was a black NSX with a oh, supercharger man. on it. That was putting in some good laps. There was a bunch of R35 GTRs, one of which didn't make it out of Sunday, unfortunately. He uh, uh, came out of the last turn up into the pit, pit straight a little too much, a little too hot, and uh, went right into the pit wall. And but he Driver's okay. You know, hard to make it out but uh it was it was an interesting weekend for sure. There's a lot of drama, a lot of broken cars. So y'all to give to
1: give again the listeners an idea when you get to the highest class of time attack car, they are generally making over 1000 horsepower Insane. and they weigh somewhere between 2000 and 2500 pounds. So and then the aero regulations on those are essentially open at the highest levels. Um, so this
0: is real life video game stuff.
1: It's yeah, like like the the like there's no racing series that allows horsepower like the Time Attack Challenge does. Like generally, like GT3 cars, which are probably considered the pinnacle of what a production semi-based automobile does, are making mm-hmm. between four and six hundred horsepower generally. Um, wow! Yeah, and these cars are over a thousand, and they're about as light as a GT3 car. That's what makes these so psychotic.
2: <sighs> and they,
1: the the high end cars, they're built to they they last a lap. Like you couldn't run a race in these; they would overheat, they would fade the brakes, but they are essentially set up on life support to just accomplish this lap. And that's what's so psychotic about this. And I think. I think Time Attack I'm sorry if I'm hijacking this too much but like no yeah. I like Time yeah. I like Time Attack because I think Time Attack speaks to the weekend enthusiast, the typical car guy that's doing a build on his car because oftentimes I mean granted most car enthusiasts aren't really worried about race rules, but most people that modify their cars seriously to any degree do things to their car that would make it illegal in most race series. And in time attack, all that shit that you do is still legal. So most these cat, most people on the street that are car guys that have fast cars, right? And anybody that's listening to this, I'm probably talking to you, right? You got a 500 horsepower Evo you got a Subi that makes four to five hundred horsepower. You got an S S2... the
2: EG Hatch, right? Or... You got an
1: S two thousand that you put a turbo kit on, or you got shout a out Mazda... to the right hand
2: drive one I saw this weekend,
1: right? You got a you got a Miata that you put a turbo on. You got a R thirty two GTR like me and Lenny drive, or you know something that you built, or you have some old shit box that you are making three four times a factory horsepower. That is, in my opinion. That is eighty to ninety percent of the street car enthusiast. You know the guys that don't actually race; they just build cars because they love it, right? You mm-hmm. have a fucking you have a Corvette or a Camaro, and you put a supercharger pulley on it, or you did an engine build, and did a cam on it, right? And now you're making six hundred horsepower, and you're bragging to your friends on Instagram. That is the average car enthusiast, and a lot of that stuff that you do to your car is not legal for most race series but it's totally legal in time attack. And that is why I think time attack is so neat because it speaks to the average car enthusiast. All you guys out there that are building your cars and making, making power with it and doing random stuff to it. You could time attack your car. And that's what makes time attack to me. So attractive is that every time I've got a car, I've got an image of what that car ought to be. And then I bought parts and built that car to meet that image. I didn't build the car to erase rules. And there's no race series that will accommodate that style of car modification besides time attack. And I know I just soapboxed
2: the fuck out of that. (laughs) No, I'm going to use that as a segue, John, because... Is that two drinks for a
0: soapbox?
2: Yeah, 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 two (laughs) drinks for a soapbox. (laughs) to piggyback on that johnny i i totally agree and um while you know on the upper echelons of the classes that were running this past weekend um there was a total of i think five or five classes um you know as the class that Stephen was running in which i would be the enthusiast class i i saw a lot of you know home builds garage builds just uh families friends just getting together building a car and running it and like they were front and fast and like a lot of people are building a lot of amazing amazing machines um out of the garages these days and and keeping up with the big boys and putting down some serious lap times. so anybody could do it you just got to put your mind to it crazy uh, i was i was quite impressed and it, it definitely uh probably i i definitely got re-bit by the bug here so and so
1: I will say this <laughs> for the listener at home. to go racing
2: again shortly.
1: I will say this for the listener at home that wants to go racing. If you don't make a lot of money and you want to go racing, for the love of God, go spec Miata. Or join the SCCA and go autocrossing. Um those are the most cost of it. Time attack is probably the least cost effective motorsports <laughs> discipline that you could possibly get into because of how open it is. But for the dude that's listening that already has a cammed supercharged 600 horsepower Corvette, check out time attack because <laughs> that speaks to your soul. You're like me and Lenny. You had an idea of what you want your car to do and you just did it. Regulation be damned.
0: That's sad. Me me and my buddy
2: Jared are are now in the talks of maybe buying a Toyota Starlet and putting a beams motor in it and then making that go racing. Sick.
1: Lenny, 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 hold on a second. I love everything you just said, but do me a favor. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Change the beams motor to a naturally aspirated peripheral ported three rotor. You would you would say a rotary. I look, if you are not trying to meet a horsepower target, I think a naturally aspirated rotary is like the pinnacle of motorsports excellence. And you all can roast me on this all you want. <sighs> we'll have
2: to talk about this some other time. It's an open discussion. I'll, I'll, I'll say it's an open discussion. Okay. So well, I, I'll take I it have into one consideration. <laughs>
0: Before, before, before I move on, I have a question so for the post, uh, i didn't say, were you watching this then from basically race start finish
2: uh, yeah so uh, luck be darn uh, where our RV port where our RV place was or our camping spot was in the RV park uh, which was right in the track facilities itself okay um, it was right on right before the uh, the last corner. Into uh, the front straight. Yeah, so, like, we, he, uh, yeah, basically could walk shots. like uh, maybe 50 meters to the track fence. But then, okay. yeah, take those long pan shots. then, so you're coming you know, walk I was another from, 100 feet to the. That was from turn 12
0: to turn one, correct? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering where you weren't, because I would have, looking at the map here of Buttonwillow, which, uh, again, all the good tracks apparently are in the middle of nowhere. Even the track yeah, here locally in Nebraska. a a bit of a drive outside of Omaha. I would have been on the S's man. That would have been a sweeper into the S's. I mean, this track looks pretty cool. Uh, well, Um, there's
2: really no sort of grandstand. I gotcha. Okay. Um, and after turn one, uh, and along, along that backside of the front section, the first section there is a go-kart track right next to it. And so, okay. There's not a lot of, um, standing room. Then on the other side of that is all orange grove trees, I I assume. Um, and so like you you really can't get any other sort of track view other than being in the middle of the track, from what I could see.
0: Interesting. Okay, yeah, because I see like there's some trees over here and like some stuff. But yeah, I love it. I have an obsession that, with tracks. You guys know that. I look at I I can look at track maps all the time. I will that. I just say look, that angle. I just cover that angle my that back that, wall of tracks. That
2: angle that we were at um proved to be quite. Had a, quite a lot of drama on that last turn. Uh, the the red Prelude or Honda Prelude that had a K twenty four turbo on it had blown its turbo uh, on that last straight up into the last turn, and so wow. it had dumped oil all over. Oh no! The last turn oh, there. No. yeah, and it was in the middle of a hot session, and so I think uh, it was the pretty this car is pretty famous if you know time attack time attack folks or uh i guess jdm stuff but the baby blue evasive honda s2k was coming up behind it uh super hot and like didn't know there was oil over the track he spun out oh my god then there was a subaru right like just a bunch of race cars coming in hot on this last turn not knowing the oil the track is now full of oil and like the double yellow flags were waving but like it was just too late like luckily there was no no crash like everybody avoided everybody else for like maybe two minutes there was just a bunch of race cars like kicking up dirt and everybody was just flying off the crack it was pretty hectic to see but uh why everybody made it
0: what a weekend i just want to make another side note about this i i love the racetrack names on this too like that's the sunset is that turn turn one sunrise and even on Google Maps, if you look at most racetracks, they'll actually have the proper names on them. So you can see from Google Maps, it'll say sunset, sunrise. You've got dog leg, grapevine. That uh, just makes me happy. I don't know why.
1: <laughs> so, I, I, Lenny, I I, I want to hijack again for a second. Um, I know oh, you soapbox. No, it's not soapbox. I know you said your favorite <laughs> was the twin turbo vet that probably made. Umpteen million horsepower
2: oh. Um, I didn't ask him how much horsepower it made. I think I just asked bro. him what boost does he realize that power at, and it was even more impressive. So. How much boost? How much boost was it? Uh, I think uh twenty two. Jesus Christ! Not a lot.
1: Tw- bro, wow, twenty two psi on a LS V eight. That that car was yeah. that car was over a thousand. Anyway. Tell me about this Opal Mantra, because I, as you all know, I am an elitist prick, and (laughs) I know everything, and (laughs) Lenny sent me a picture of this car, and I was like, sweet RX3, and he's like, that's an Opal Mantra, and Manta, Manta, Manta. whatever, Manta, excuse me, Um, it looks exactly like an RX3, that was my favorite car that you sent pictures of. Tell me
2: about this. That car is number two, for sure. Okay, it I was should, wondering it should really be number one, um, but I've already committed to the vet because that thing is fast. <laughs> but this this Opel Manta, Manta is also pretty damn fast, and it actually won um, the second class, which is the Pro Comp. Uh, with uh, hold on, I have it here. He did Button Willow in. Minute fifty four point four nine nine, just pretty quick. Screening. Wow. So, uh, but yeah, this Manta—it's a seventy-five, I think he said, or seventy. It's it, so it's bits of of Manta, okay. Uh huh. It's bits of Manta. It's bits of Nissan. Uh, it's bits of his own creation. So uh, he got it. I, I had had happened upon this car, sort of like halfway through his explanation. To another pair of gentlemen and so like i was kind of eavesdropping all poking around um <laughs> and then he's like uh dude if you want to just sit in it you can i'm like are you are you are you shitting me right now it's like yeah you're not gonna break it <laughs> uh, also right there and so the, that's the trend of the weekend for me it's really like uh people just being like yeah you could go ahead and sit in it and i'm already at the door because as soon as wow. he's like yeah you go sit in it i'm like the door handle like no shit <laughs> Anyway, um, but it had an LS in it, it, right? Like a Chevy V, it's got it's got a uh, yeah, it's got an LS3 in it, uh, naturally aspirated, no power adders. Um, it's basically just uh, one of the high higher end LS3 crate engine crate motors, um, that you could get from Summit Racing, and it's got uh, power struts, the front wheel wells and the tower struts are from a 240z the uh rear reinforcement is from a 280z like this dude in a, in his own garage he's he's done this all by hand he learned all of this by hand he's been doing it for years <laughs> wow um reconstructed this opal manta uh because you know it had rust and there was he just couldn't find a donor and uh, that's what i eavesdropped on the conversation and so he decided to save it and turn it into a race car uh and so just it just so happens that the proportion dimensions off the z off the fair lady z is almost equal to that of the manta and so he made it he made it fit
1: that's, that's sick unbelievable so i thought it was an rx3 because rx 3s history. i hope i got
2: his story right we might have to put him on the podcast right Uh, shameless correct me if i'm wrong yeah
1: so rx3s historically went racing mantas really didn't um and the aero package that was on that car made it look like an rx3 sp3 and that's why i thought it was an rx3 because it looked a lot like it um so yeah you know yeah, the lights and the propor the the general proportions but i will tell yeah. you all this to get a small like 70s shitbox and put a naturally aspirated multi-cylinder engine of at least 8 cylinders in it is my dream car so i am fully aroused by that manta that is the
0: stuff dreams yeah, that, are made of that, that manta looks good yeah. beautiful it
2: was and it was quite impressive uh i'll have to post more uh videos of it or around the last turn on button willow on our instagram so people check it out and also if you want to check out the uh the driver his instagram is od510
0: we'll add him on the pictures and you can find our instagram at zero lift podcast now speaking of things uh john what you wish you were driving is the name of the game we're going to play now Lenny is taking the helm of this and uh, well, Lenny, you said this is a car that built by one and sold by others. Why don't you take us away with the rules and uh the other hint you want to give us here.
2: Yeah, so I'm um, not gonna lie. Don uh, just spoiled everything.
0: What? You're, just, you're <laughs> such <laughs> a what I do? <laughs> he doesn't know. If he doesn't know, he doesn't know don't know you don't know
1: how did i mess it up
0: i don't think you messed it up um anyway y'all i'm,
1: I'm okay y'all, i'm a little tipsy off that polish vodka so i don't really does not know
0: what's happening i don't know
1: what's going on right now i okay
2: john can you can you explain the games of what what i wish i was driving for us yeah what i wish i was driving so this is essentially a car version <laughs> of 20 questions that's where one of us picks a
1: car and the other two have 20 yes or no questions to guess what car they are thinking of uh if you guess the wrong car you lose. So you only get one actual guess. Um, and we generally establish if you have to guess the generation of car or not previously.
2: How'd I do? Failed it. Boom. Failed it. And for this one, you will have to guess the generation.
0: All right. Now, uh, Considering your hint is this car is built by one and sold by others. Is this some sort of Honda Acura situation or hold like no? Nah. Is
1: that a oh well, well, well I just wanna does that qualify as it, a question? I feel like that's quali know I think I mean, that though? qualifies as a question. Don't answer that, Wait, Lenny. Hold on, let's talk about well, it. I'm Not going to.
0: You know what I'm saying though? Because that's like is that technically sold by or is it or is it? I guess that's Honda? what I guess okay, that's what on. you have to figure
1: hold out. On, hold, on, oh. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ryan, I know what you're trying to ask. Look, okay. Lenny, with no respect to the car in question whatsoever, <laughs> generally, would you consider an Acura a car built by one brand and sold by another?
2: Would yes. You- but okay. that is not what I yeah, that, gave that, you the hint no, of. I said manufacture
1: No respect to the car in question at all. Just establishing a ground rule.
2: I just want to make the distinction that you said brand and I said manufacturer, and those are two different things. That's fair. Okay, so
0: manufactured by one company and sold by another.
1: All right. Uh, Also, are you going to be a prick about my multi-question shenanigans? Only get one. (laughs) Get one.
0: Okay. Are we we allowing Google again? (laughs) No Google.
1: No Google, because I'm on the game. Uh, All right, fine. All right, first question. Ah. Is this car European? Yes. Oh, shiza. All right.
0: Is this car a German?
1: Yes. Oh, this is a German car. Okay. 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 All right, Ryan, we've got Merck, BMW, Audi, Volkswagen. Am I leaving somebody out? Those are the big ones. Yeah, Opal. <laughs> Jesus. Um, oh, shit. No, dude. No, that might. Oh, my God.
0: Is that the spoil? <laughs> dude, I have the Wikipedia up for the Opal Manta right in front of me. And I'm like, it's a rear wheel drive sports coupe built by German manufacturer Opal. Like,
1: I, oh, come that's on. That's how I messed it up. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I think you messed it up. Lenny, is this an opal? Yes.
1: God damn it. Faithful listeners, I'm sorry. This is probably going to be the most dull version of 20 questions you've ever heard.
2: God damn it. Let's get through this here.
0: Just just nailed it right there, Lenny. Uh, John's trying to be serious, and I'm like,
1: oh <laughs> I, yes. uh, look, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna narc on myself, uh, Ryan. Until uh, you said, Opal's German. Yeah, I was completely oblivious to what was going on. Damn it, like, I thought like
2: <laughs> I was gonna let it go and. You said to let it go, and I went, I went with um, it, and then you messed it oh, up again.
0: I, oh, man. Like,
2: you guys. This is, like, this is like an episode of Seinfeld. You guys. <laughs> you're George Costanza.
1: You guys know that. You guys know how much I love rotary engines, and Lenny, you can't send us pictures of a car that I thought was an RX3 and not expect me to just fanboy all over that stuff. So you knew I was going to bring the Opel up hilarious
2: Uh, i was trying to avoid
1: it also for everybody listening i have no idea why (laughs) lenny sounds like he's a thousand miles away suddenly but
0: what uh what general there's two there's there's we gotta pick the generation here
1: um i guess you do
0: oh my god
1: I might be screwed in that. Okay, Lenny, was uh, the car in question on grand display this weekend at your excursion (laughs) to the time attack shout? Or the global time attack
0: event?
2: It was.
0: (laughs) We're on question five. John, you got it. It's question
2: five. Okay. Oh, Lenny, you're back. Continue with the charade. Your voice sounds ugly again. We're back. There it is. Oh, perfect. Okay.
1: Lenny, Lenny was the car in question not originally produced with a V8, but you saw one that had one in it this weekend?
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> Very specific, but yes. Wait, John's not even whipped out a multi-question yet here. This is, I don't um, think he really needs it. Well, he's got to use one, otherwise it's well. not be satisfied. Ryan, here's
1: the issue, is we know what the car is, but I don't know enough about Opal's to know
0: what the I do, f general because you just went on a soapbox, and I had to figure out what was going on, so I had the wiki up the whole time. Oh. <laughs> you can't use
2: wiki now, though. I, I, closed, said, it. No I closed it. I closed it. I closed it. Ryan, uh, please, please
1: go ahead. This might be a first. Ryan might win the match.
0: Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to remember what year the car, Ryan, car was. Ryan about. could 19th. only
2: know the what the car looks like if he saw. Story the, on the Instagram. Page. It's the blue
0: one. It's the blue yeah, one, the and blue I, one. I that logo looked cool. And opal was in Group B, actually, if I remember correctly. I think there's an opal you can play in Rally 2.0. It had it's some success. Some.
2: It's
1: success one of the beginner
0: cars in Rally. So I yeah, will
1: say so cool. this, since we totally shat all over the game. <laughs> opal is one of those weird car manufacturers, not unlike basically all of the French car manufacturers that. of the time they make cars that absolutely no one cares about. And then occasionally they come out with this diamond, just scathing balls, hot, super race car. Um, like I think they had a touring car, Calib Opel Calibra that revved to like 12,000 RPM or something stupid. Um, and otherwise nobody pays attention to Opel's whatsoever.
0: Um, yeah, well, they are right also, now. Uh, they
2: were also rebranded as Vauxhall at
0: one point in the UK. Yeah, that name sounds familiar too. Well, Vauxhall also Hall, in Aussie Land. Vauxhall. Yeah. That like yeah,
1: that's famous for Australian touring car racing. Which, uh, okay. Holden was I, GM. I think Vauxhall was
0: a subsidiary of Ford, right? Is that on Top Gear? Maybe I, that, that name sounds super familiar. Was Vauxhall? That's a, been everywhere. Was Vauxhall a Ford Shell company?
1: I
2: thought it was the other one. No, Holden. Holden was Chevy. Oh, Holden was Chevy. Mm. Oh,
1: technically, Vauxhall is British.
2: And here we are off-piece again. Yeah.
0: Well, here we go. <laughs> Let's get back to this GM. It was uh, anyway, acquired by GM in 1925. You, yeah, you guys you guys got to get this I'm generation on that down. wiki. Okay, okay, so is this car was this generation in the 1980s? I'm trying to remember what year. you No, no, used no. Car. No, no. This no. car was in the 70s. But I don't It was
2: not in the eighties. It was
1: in
0: the seventies. It was in the seventies.
1: Right, I think the one in question was a seventy-four. But I okay because don't
0: so know if if ever. I'm if I'm recalling from my photographic memory of looking at Wikipedia about this car, uh, the there was the generation one, which was the Monta A, which was in the seventies, early seventies, and then there's the Monta E, which I believe ran into the eighties. All right, look, I'm going off pure memory
1: here, but I'm pretty sure the car in question Lenny said was a 74. And based off what you just said, that would be a first-gen Manta.
0: I I think it's a first-gen. Go ahead, Big Dog. Can I ask? No, I I (laughs) did
1: not win this round. If we win, it's because of you.
0: All right, is this car the opal Monte. a hey. yes it is Winner, yes. winner chicken dinner nailed it. i got one guys ryan i got one
1: you did y'all this is a this I'll is be an it.
2: easy layup you got it oh my That's god best. you are correct sir it is, is the episode the they grow up ryan so gets one. they grow up so fast <laughs>
1: They grow up so fast. What did what Uh, did Ryan? What did we tell you when we started doing this podcast? Just look at cars, and you'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, just read Wikipedia, man. Yeah, it's it's, (laughs) that is a start. That's uh, that's how I learned how. That's how I learned all about my music and my albums is Wikipedia. I basically just read Wikipedia and do sim racing. Uh figure it out.
1: I'm so proud right now.
0: I still have no idea what you guys are talking about, with like engines and K stuff. But like, that's why tracks and racing it makes sense, and I can understand chassis codes. I'm getting there. Look, Ryan, if you want to be up to speed with the most
1: stereotypical car enthusiasts out there, just yeah. repeat after me: LS swap
2: everything. LS no, S- no, no, swap just- everything. Okay, I don't know what. You're- <laughs> Man, that, really, it just as a as a last tangent for for this episode. That's not even the that might not even be the thing anymore. I saw one of those unplugged performance Teslas out on the track this weekend. No kidding. Oh man. Yeah. And all I heard was the brake noise. You it know, was crazy to see on the track. I'm gonna be And he was flying too. I'm gonna be kind of poopy and kind of serious.
1: I think time attack is a natural venue for electronic cars because they can do one fast lap. If you do more than one, they go into limp mode. And that's kind of me being yeah. shitty, but also kind of me being sh-
0: serious. Um, so, yeah. so what if I say this? What if I say EM1SI has a B16A2? Well, I understood mean,
1: that. Yeah. I mean, you've basically identified yourself as a Honda Fast and the Furious fanboy from the <laughs> 90s. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's what my buddy Sean is currently rocking. Uh yeah, it puts down 160 horsepower and revs to 8,200. Nice. Yeah, and it weighs 2,500 pounds. Call so. me. Call me when he breaks 200. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll let <laughs> Sean know. <laughs> Dude, it's the same guy that had that BMW with the engine swap, and he he knows what he's doing. Sean signs good stuff. Well, that's been another episode of uh, Zero Lift. Uh, I'm your host Ryan. I nailed it this week on what I wish I was driving. So proud. Uh I'm just I uh, don't know how. Wikipedia and paying attention to John on Soapbox. That's all. Hey, pick up the clues and keep it pinned, I guess. So uh yeah, thank you again. Check us out on our Instagram when he'll be posting more stuff. It's Zero List Podcast. Uh, you can hit us up at Twitter on uh, Zero List Podcast as well. If you really feel like it, you can email us at zero at gmail.com. Uh, I've been Ryan. Lenny, you got one more thing? What you got?
2: Yeah, shout out to all the cool and fascinating people I met this past weekend at the the track. Uh, I'll be reaching out to you guys. Maybe we'll get you on the podcast and and talk about your passion and why you do what you do, because the little bits that I heard sounded amazing, and I would love to get
0: other people to hear it. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Keep it pinned. We'll see you next time.